Welcome to The Real is Uncensored, where we're bringing you real fucking issues, real fucking opinions. I'm Checkers, and over there, as always, is MJ. What's going on, everybody? Listen on your favorite podcast directory, YouTube, and Rumble. Yeah, welcome. Fucking, um, we got a, we got a busy show today. Um, if you don't know the formats of the show, you can check back on one of the other shows if you're a new listener. Um, but today is Friday and we do the realist weekly wrap up. So, um, we're going to jump right into that because again, we got stuff to do. This isn't my full-time job. No, not at all. That could be argued for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. All right. So my first one is from (laughs) jalopnik.com. Ford tried to be Tesla and it cost the company billions. This is crazy. Oh, is that it? Yep, that's it. My next article is... (laughs) Ford tried really hard to be Tesla and by most accounts so far... It hasn't quite worked. Ford attempted to copy Tesla's script for selling electric vehicles, according to Bloomberg. Ramp up production, leverage economies of scale to lower costs, and make vehicles affordable enough for a mass market. It's a plan that worked out really well for Tesla. The outlet reports that the company's stock has more than doubled in 2023. Even as it has cut the price of its cars, Ford, on the other hand, well, things haven't gone so well. The Blue Oval did something similar, and it wiped out about uh, $3.6 billion in market value in just one day. Sounds like fucking Bud Light. (laughs) Sorry. According to Bloomberg, Ford has announced it is going to triple the production rate of its F-150 Lightning electric pickup, which was initially supposed to sticker around $40,000. Prices never really got close to that, though. Hey, have have you seen those? Yeah. So stupid looking. They look it, fake. Well, it's not. All they do is they look like an F-150 with a little lightning logo on the back because it just says lightning and blue. Right. Yeah. Like they should have They should have designed that's not, it. That's not what the Ford Lightning is supposed to be, though. No, no. They not took a, that. They took an iconic truck. Yep. And, and made it made it gay. Yeah. Like the Mach-E. See you later, gay boys. <laughs> <laughs> going to be doing that a lot now on the street now. <laughs> The COVID-19 pandemic led to parts shortages and inflation issues that saw the F-150 Lightning get more expensive. Now, Ford is finally cutting Lightning prices by thousands of dollars in an attempt to maybe get the cost back where it should be. Investors didn't like the move of cutting prices by as much as 17%, apparently. Ford shares dropped 5.9% in its biggest drop in five months, according to Bloomberg. It should be noted that even though with these cuts... Ford is still charging about $10,000 more per truck than it initially planned. Even Tesla CEO Elon Musk is calling the F-150 Lightning expensive, which I don't, I don't get. I mean, if, if it's $10,000 more, that means it's $50,000, which, which, a- is, which is less than all of his fucking models. Well, does he even sell a truck? No. Okay, it's supposed to have the shut up. Yeah. And they're supposed to have the electric fucking, uh, the, the cyber truck. And I'm not even a Ford fan, but shut up. You don't even sell a truck. <laughs> if it was Revion saying something. Oh, actually, I, on, the, on the way over here, I saw a Revion uh, SUV. Yeah. They're, they're starting to get a little more popular, I think. Yeah. But if he, they said something about the truck being expensive, then all right, you got to sell trucks. Right. 
Exactly. I'll do it for that article. Okay. Uh, my first one is from uh, OAN, One American News. China sends warplanes and Navy ships to Taiwan. Oh, boy. Are they helping them out? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> the Chinese People's Liberation Army, or the PLA, deployed a large number of warplanes and Navy ships towards Taiwan in the last three days. Taiwan's defense ministry announced on Wednesday that 68 warplanes, which included fighter jets and bombers, along with 13 Navy ships, have been sent in the direction of Taiwan with some crossing uh, the median line into the Taiwan Strait. The strait serves as the unofficial border between China and Taiwan, if you didn't know. Although China does not recognize its uh, legitimacy. Of course they don't. The warplanes and the ships were deployed to the area by Beijing in order to prepare for the annual defense training. And the purpose of their yearly training is drills meant to prepare for an invasion. Ah, oh, man. Taiwan's Ministry of National Defense said uh, that of the aircraft that were headed in the direction, 32 have already entered um, its air defense identification zone on Tuesday with another 23 on Wednesday. Taiwan is also scheduled to hold an annual uh, high Hanjung exercise. <laughs> Do you have something to add? No. Would you like to say that? No, thanks. Okay. Later in July, the purpose of which it, which is to also conduct drills to prepare for an invasion. Wow, everybody's getting ready for an invasion. I wonder why. I wonder why. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe World War III is going to start. No, it hasn't started yet. <laughs> Along with the Hanjong exercise, Taiwan will also hold the Wanan exercise, which is aimed at preparing civilians for natural disasters and red readiness in case of air raids. If I'm, if I'm butchering any of this shit, oh well. Yeah, who cares? Uh, in April, Beijing had held a large-scale combat readiness drill around Taiwan in response to the meeting between President of Taiwan, not even going to attempt that, and the United States Speaker Kevin McCarthy. China has maintained that Taiwan is part of their own territory, Tory, criticizing the, and sending warnings to any nation that argues for the independence of Taiwan. In recent years, China has routinely sent military planes towards Taiwan. However, in the past year, it has escalated efforts and started to send Navy ships as well to the surrounding waters of the island nation. Last August, then U.S. Speaker Nancy Pelosi had visited Taiwan, causing China to greatly escalate the tensions in the region by firing missiles overhead over the island and distributing trade, uh, disrupting trade lanes of the Taiwan Strait. Wow, you really showed everybody there, China. Yeah. Ta <laughs> Taiwan's defense ministry has um, stated that its armed forces, I don't know why I stuttered there, their armed forces are closely monitoring the current situation of movement of China of Chinese troops using intelligence and surveillance systems. They also deployed civilian air patrol units, such as balloons. Um, no, that 
Knew it! <laughs> Civilian air patrol units, Navy vessels, as well as land-based systems to response to the latest aggression by the Chinese. The, U- um, the U.S. along with... Ta- uh, along with Taiwan's allies, have repeatedly uh, condemned China for the aggression and actions of the region, expressing their support for the island nation. So I got a little, I got another article that ties in with this one. So just in case you're wondering, hey, you know, we, World War III is around the corner. No, you dumbass. World War III is here, okay? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this one's from, and I'll get into that in a second, but this one's from Newsmax, okay? The U.S., okay, in case you didn't know, that stands for United States, deploys nuke sub to South Korea. Why? (laughs) The United States deployed a nuclear-armed submarine to South Korea on Tuesday for the first time in four decades as allies warned North Korea that any of the North, uh, the North's nuclear weapons in co- uh, in combat would result in the end of uh, its regime. Periodic uh, visits by U.S. nuclear ballistic missile capable submarines to South Korea were one of the several agreements reached by the two countries' presidents in April in response to North Korea's expanding nuclear threat. They also agreed to establish um, a nuclear. Uh, consultative group and expand military exercises. The USS Kentucky and Ohio and Ohio class submarine arrived <coughs> at the South Korean port of Busan on Tuesday after South Korea's defense ministry said it is, it is the first visit from a new off uh, is the first visit by a U.S. nuclear-armed submarine to South Korea since the 80s. Oh, wow. Wow, that's crazy. I know. So th- this one goes on a little more. You know, it, it, I just wanted to bring it to, you know, the listener's attention because it's funny that, um, you know, I'm not saying they're fucking next-door neighbors, but they're in the same waters, ideally, is we got a, we got a nuclear sub over on the waters, and then you got China doing their shit with Taiwan. And yes, I know Korea and Taiwan are not like that close, but like I said, they're close enough. Yeah. They're close enough. They're, they're not, they're not going across the whole Pacific to be like, all right, we're going to send our response now. No, (laughs) we'll be there in three days. (laughs) But you know, getting back to what I said, people are like, Oh, you know, world war three is, is getting closer. No, we're in world war three. Okay. Just because, you can say, you might say, okay, we don't have what well, we do, but we don't, we haven't had boots on the ground doing like um, missions or exercises or anything over in these other countries. Doesn't mean we're not involved. And secondly, take this into thought, okay? When World War II started, which is the start of World War II, is considered when Germany invaded Poland. That happened in '39. Uh, the United States didn't get involved till after Pearl Harbor, which uh, was in forty-one. Yeah. Okay. So look at that. Look at the time frame. The war was already going for a little bit before the United States got involved. Right. Okay. So what do we got going on here? It, right now, today, 
721-2023 for you morons out there. I don't know what time you're listening to this, but we have a war going on in Ukraine between Russia. We got shit escalating between China and Taiwan. You got America with their fucking big ass nose and everything. And then you got fucking North Korea and South Korea not getting along again. <clears throat> and then you got the the Iran and Israel thing back up. You got... um. Turkey and Greece, I don't know if that finally settled down, but they were they were they weren't uh too friendly at the beginning of the year. So yeah, we we got some nations going at it and we got nations that are siding with other nations. So yeah, what what do you what do you people think? Right. Yeah, it's it's fucking it, it, unless wars declared, most people are just like, "Oh yeah, they're just there's tension. There's tension." There was a war declared. Russia invaded Ukraine. Well, aside from that, Aside from that one, that one's that one's known, but well, like, when, when Germany invaded Poland, it wasn't like World War Two kicked off. Right. No, it was just Germany was invading Poland. Yeah, and then then you know, Hitler got a little greedy and was like, "Well, I'm fucking taking this country now." <laughs> <laughs> so my next one's from Fox News. Study cast doubt on electric vehicles climate cost benefits won't achieve the goals intended. Uh, a new report published by the Manhattan Institute through cold water on the purported climate and cost benefit of electric vehicles widely touted by lawmakers and automakers. Overall, the rapid electrification of the U.S. transportation sector would increase consumer costs, make the electric grid more vulnerable to blackouts, like I've been saying, threaten national security. How do you threaten national security? Oh, maybe if the, the grid goes down, I guess. And may not even lead to fewer greenhouse gas emissions, according to the paper titled Electric Vehicles for Everyone, The Impossible Dream, and authored by Manhattan Institute Senior Fellow Mark Mills. It is an impossible dream because I don't want one of the fucking pieces of shit. No, and I I, I, I touched on this at one one of the articles that if um if they if every vehicle in the world Went to electric, it would only reduce greenhouse gases by ten percent because you have things like tractor trailers, airplanes, all kinds of other shit. You know what I mean? I think it's morally consequential. It's geo uh, geopolitically consequential and socially, economically consequential. Mills told Fox News Digital in an interview: uh, "The subsidies and the mandates run the risk of." Co- causing maybe the biggest misallocation of capital in modern times in the industrial markets. Hundreds of billions of dollars are going to be spent chasing these mandates requirements. And it doesn't show, and it won't, as the report shows, it won't achieve the goals intended, and the attempt to do so will have enormous economic and social costs because the underlying premise are either incorrect, too poorly understood, or too difficult to quantify in order to take the actions that are being taken, he continued. Mills said the government push to aggressively electrify the transportation sector over the coming year is based on the premise that it will both help the environment by lowering ec- uh, economy-wide carbon emissions and save the consumers money through lower fueling costs while keeping cars, car prices co-equal with current prices. However, Mills' reports highlights that Emissions and costs are subject to a wide range of conditions. It depends on when and where you charge the vehicle, he told uh, Fox News Digital. Then you have to add to that the emissions that occur before you get the vehicle in your driveway, 
for the first time because all vehicles entail CO2 emissions associated with the energy you use to build the vehicle. You, you use your use of materials and machines to build it, uh, everything. For an internal combustion engine, something in on the order of 15 to 20% of the emissions that is associated with the vehicle over its lifetime of operating occur before you drive it, he continued. With electric vehicles, the share of emissions range from 15% to 100% of total life cycle emissions, and they're far greater in the con- uh, conventional vehicle because you're building a fuel tank, a battery on difficult-to-acquire metals. And who has all that shit? China. So. You sound a little depressed that China has all that. Well, no, no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not China. depressed at all. It's just a, well, I am disappointed that, you know, we're fucking basically in bed with China, the enemy. We have to buy shit from them funding their army. And, you know, it's just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> this goes this goes on is probably and gets into. You know, a lot of the shit that we've already talked about on this, but um, it's nice to see this this story come out and talk out against uh, electric vehicles. So that's going to do it for that article. <clears throat> My next article is from uh, Breibart, uh, Indianapolis Democrats pass ban on concealed carry for self-defense. So, I mean, that's pretty fucked up. But uh, it's not as fucked up as uh, what's going on in Massachusetts with the uh, HD 4420. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, we just did a Realist Unwrap on uh, Wednesday about it. Special episode. So especially if you live in Mass and you're a listener, you should go listen to that. Um, but this kind of goes along with uh, what's going on over there. Not as, not as bad, not as tyrannical, not as fucked up, but still infringing on those uh, 2A rights. Um, Democrats on the Indianapolis City Council uh, voted Monday night to ban constitutional carry and concealed carry with a permit within city limits. Oh, wow. So now Indianapolis is going to end up like Chicago. And they're going to be like, how the fuck is this happening? We, we did. <laughs> we, we, we. We we just banned this. How are they? What's going on? Because you're you're not doing anything about the criminals. So Fox fifty nine reported that the Hogsett's gun control also bans assault weapons. Oh, of course it does within the city and raises minimum age of gun purchases to twenty one. Okay, so so you have to be twenty one to purchase a firearm, but you can go into the military at eighteen and have a firearm. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> Man, the gun control pushes. Uh, the gun control push comes as Hogsett is running for re-election in the city climate where crime and murder are surging. The Indian, uh, the India, the India, the Indy Star noted a spokesperson from uh, for Jefferson, uh, who is running against Hogsett. Uh, said it's remarkable how much uh, Joe Hogsett ha- has to say now that he it's election year. Oh, of course it is. That that's that's why what's going on in Mass is going on in Mass because you know elections are coming up. Yep. Part of um 
part of Jefferson's campaign platform includes resisting the city's public safety director position to fight crime. Hogsett stayed away with the position in 2016. Okay. None of his gun control uh, bills can take effect in Indianapolis because the state uh, preemption law prevents cities and municipalities from passing gun control, gun controls that exceed those at the state level. So, um, you know, that's going to wrap that article up, but you know, it's fucked up. So now if you live in, uh, Indy, you can't, um, conceal carry and you don't even have constitutional carry, but, um, the state, the state must be a constitutional carry state. I don't know that for sure. Not from the area, but they brought it up. It must be true. Because they said it in the news. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but anyways, it's fucked up. This is just slowly what's happening. And um, that's why we made the episode on 40, uh, HD 4420 in, in Massachusetts. Because that right there is, um, it, it, it's it's a horrible law. And what they, they've even come out and they're trying to set a national standard for the rest of the other states in this country. So... Um, Florida and Texas, you're probably going to be getting a lot more residents if shit oh, yeah. like this continues. Right. Yeah. So my next one's from MSN. Teamsters leader tells White House to stay out of likely UPS strike. Stay out of my business. <laughs> <laughs> Teamsters president Sean O'Brien said he asked the White House to refrain from interviewing in the UPS strike if it does not commence in two weeks. Brian told members in a webinar call on Sunday that the International Brotherhood of Teamsters has been assured by uh, assured the Biden administration will not force a contract if negotiations fail between the labor union and delivery company. The associate uh, the Associated Press reported the UPS workers contract are set to expire July 31st. We told the White House. And I, and I use this analogy throughout our negotiations, throughout our rallies and practice pickets that we have taken a strong position with the White House that, you know, my neighborhood where I grew up in in Boston, if two people had a disagreement and you had nothing to do with it, just kept walking, O'Brien said. <laughs> what? <laughs> and we echo, echoed that in the White House on numerous occasions. And we don't need anybody getting involved in this fight. Teamsters, on behalf of the 340,000 workers, tried negotiating a new contract with UPS this year. However, those discussions fell apart earlier this month in June. The union voted 97% in favor of walking out should an agreement not be reached by the end of July. The White House shouldn't be concerned with the Teamsters, and they, they should be concerned with corporate America, who keeps making billions upon billions of dollars off the sweat of our members. O'Brien said, we're not going to allow anybody to implement a contract. <laughs> Guy's a badass. Well, they, they, he's, got a, he's got a point that um, companies are making tons of money off the sweat and, you know, the backs of these UPS drivers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're, they're out there in all the elements while all these people at these other companies that are shipping everything are sitting in a fucking air-conditioned building uh, in the summer, a heated building in the winter, a roof over their head while it's raining or snowing, you know? Yeah. And then most of the time what happens, 
they're fucking getting screamed at because they're late or they're fucking too early. Right. Or <laughs> he goes on to say, we don't need side hustles. We, what we need are better wages since July 5th. We have sent UPS a loud message. The union leader's comment comes nearly a year after President Joe Biden intervened last fall to avoid a nationwide railroad strike. Federal action need, uh, succeeded in that case as it prevented the U.S. supply chain from shutting down, although it did provoke criticism from pro-union figures. With more than half of UPS workers intending on striking come August 1st, the national delivery system will be severely affected as the company delivers 37% of the nation's total parcel volume. The last UPS Teamsters dispute resulted in a 1997 strike, which lasted for 15 days. And so I have another article that goes along with that. UPS on strike. How will Amazon be deliveries be affected if UPS Teamsters union halts work? I don't know. Instead of Bezos spending all this fucking money on yachts and shit, maybe you should be spending money on fucking um, his own delivery services because... Amazon, as much as they're, you know, they got their own trucks and everything. They don't deliver their own shit. No. I talked to I talked to my mailman a lot, and he's like, Amazon can't handle what the fuck they're doing. That's why the U.S. Postal Service is delivering their stuff, UPS is, and FedEx is, because Amazon can't ship their own fucking shit. They're too big. Yeah, that's, and it's it, ridiculous. And, and instead of trying to figure that out, he's just out there buying yachts and shit for his, his, uh, his new wife or girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. That's what billionaires do. I don't give a shit how how shit works. <laughs> uh, a uh, looming UPS strike could be bad news for online shoppers and small businesses. But what about Amazon, the online retail giant that ships thousands of packages e- each week? Despite the threat of a UPS st- work stoppage, Amazon spokesser- uh, spokesperson Steve Kelly said the company does not expect a significant impact on customers' deliveries as most of the most of the company's orders are processed through its own network. Hmm. Right. Amazon doesn't uh, deliver a portion of its packages through UPS, but it uses the company has been oh the the its use of the company has been waning. While Amazon is expected to fare better than small retailers if UPS Teamsters strike, logistics ex- experts warn that no they will not fare better because they what happened over covid they you, you were telling me they don't even have their uh what is it the same day or next day delivery now yeah the two-day shipping yeah for prime members yep so they they can't get that done and now they're like oh we're, we're gonna fare better than ups you guys can't even get your fucking packages out on the time you're saying they are right exactly So you know what's gonna happen because when amazon can't get the shit out on a certain time they send you the money back and still ship you the shit. So they're not going to be making any money. Right. And um, if you think think that's made up, it's not. Because some people be like, oh, it's fu- they don't do that. Yeah, the, yeah, fuck, they they, yeah, the fuck they do. Yeah, because they do. They, they uh, didn't get me something by a certain date. Then the next date, they didn't get me something. And then they sent me my money back and still ship me the items. <laughs> that was a year ago. I don't know if they still do that because, you know, everything's changed since uh, COVID apparently. Right. It goes on to say logistics experts warn that some Amazon deliveries may take longer in rural areas that rely more heavily on UPS. Others say a strike could influence union organizations efforts among Amazon delivery drivers. Just in general, the e-commerce space, people need to be expecting more delivery days, said Jason Miller, interim chairperson for the Department of Supply Chain Management at Michigan State University. Even with Amazon 
even for folks who get the Amazon deliveries from the post office, like you just said, there could be some delays. Uh, it, okay. it, it, goes, it, <laughs> it goes on and on, but um, that's, that's pretty much the, the, the gist of that. And I have another one that goes along with that because we got all this striking going on. I know Teamsters is going to be busy. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Teamsters plan 22,000 worker strike at trucking firm Yellow. So that's another another truck driving uh they're 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 a big job. They're a pretty big uh freight company. So yeah. the shit that UPS or FedEx, well FedEx freight will do it, but like UPS or like you know, some of these other places, they'll send like Yellow or Old Dominion or trying to think of companies that haven't been bought out by like Yellow as well. Because Yellow bought out New Pen, uh, U.S. Holland, New Pen, uh, Roadway, fucking, um, there's a list of companies they bought out. Right. <clears throat> so the article says the union representing 22,000 workers at a Yellow Corp plans to strike as soon as next week. After the belaggered short-haul trucking company failed to make a $50 million payment for employee benefits. Damn. Mm. <laughs> maybe you should stop buying companies and actually fucking pay your bills. Maybe, maybe some other trucking companies should look at this and be like, man, we better start paying our people. Right? <laughs> Pension accruals and healthcare benefits will be suspended July 23rd if July if yellow doesn't make the necessary payment. The International Brotherhood of Teamsters said Tuesday in a statement, the union said it's preparing for a strike as early as July 24th. Which would be Sunday. Yeah. Yellow, right? Oh, no, that's Monday. Sorry. Monday. Oh, you got to do it on Monday. Sunday. No, sorry. Does. I got my days mixed up. Yellow, the third largest less than truckload carrier, or LTL, has been struggling financially as it seeks to... Re- refinance more than $1 billion of debt that <laughs> mature. So, so, mature. So, they're, so they're going to be going out of business. Yeah, they are. They bought, they bought way too much. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Because every time you turn around, you see a yellow truck pulling a different company's trailer. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I've seen them all on the, on the road, on the road, like in roadway, like their trailers look like shit. I don't understand well, how roadway roadway and then mer- they merged together a while ago. Yeah. So, but um, as far as like some of these other acquisitions, yeah, they don't they don't have good equipment. So you you're going to be acquiring other other companies like what the fuck? I know. But um goes on to say uh its stock has been in a tailspin plunging about 60% in 2023 and more than 90% since the beginning of the last year. That's fucked up. The company has blamed the union for impeding a plan to combine its trucking divisions with uh which operate separately since Yellow was formed in a string of acquisitions prior to the financial crisis of 2008 and 2009, Yellow filed a $137 million lawsuit in June against the union for unjustifiably blocking the move. The trucking firm didn't immediately respond to the request for comment on the strike plan. LTL competitors such as Old Dominion Freight Lines, XPO, and FedEx Freight Unit stand to gain from the drama unfolding at Yellow. Yeah, and they're gonna and like companies like that are still gonna gain from the drama going on at UPS. Yep. 
So, so uh, everybody's like, come on, <laughs> fucking strike. <laughs> fucking, fucking FedEx better pull the governors out of their fucking trucks now. <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> always blow by them. <laughs> Before, a couple summers ago, they were blowing by everybody. They were, yeah. Now, now they're not. No, that, I think somebody got a little slap on the wrist or something. Yeah, DOT came yep. in. It's like, you got to slow down, guys. What the fuck are you guys doing out there? <laughs> That'll do it for that article, though. Okay, um... My next article is from uh, Breitbart. Uh, we brought up Massachusetts with that, uh, that new gun bill they're trying to push, and they're trying to do this. So if you live in Massachusetts, um, I don't know, you might want to start looking to move to uh, one of the freedom states down south because now Massachusetts is trying to turn into New York with this. Massachusetts calls on residents to take border crossers into their homes. Fuck that. Massachusetts officials are now asking residents to take border crossers and illegal aliens into their homes as illegal immigration continues adding to the state's homeless population. Hmm. All right. Governor, uh, the governor of uh, Massachusetts is calling on residents with empty bedrooms in their homes and apartments to consider taking in border crossers and illegal aliens. WBRU reports Massachusetts officials are seeking residents willing to host newly arrived families in need of shelter. Hosts are asked to provide a room or apartment for a few days until longer term accommodations can be arranged. They won't be arranged. So don't let anybody no. into your fucking house. A significant portion of the families in need of housing in the state are new immigrants. Then send them over to fucking Ukraine. Many of... <laughs> Many of those arriving in Boston have fled violence in Haiti and traveled through other states before coming to Massachusetts. No, that's that's not what happened. DeSantis and Abbott are sending them on buses up here. It's well, they, not, they, have they have to have, pass no, through no, on the bus. No, no, they're trying to make them like, oh, you know, oh, they walked here. Feel bad for them. No, they were fucking shipped up there to fucking those states so they can start to feel some of the pressure of what's going on in these southern states. Yeah. Don't fuck <laughs> be a sanctuary state. There you go. Um the Massachusetts governor uh governor wants the housing border crossers and illegal aliens in residents' private ho- homes comes as a state is paying nearly 40 hotels and motels across the state to house new arrivals. At the taxpayer's expense. Fucking ridiculous. As uh, Boston Herald col- uh, columnist Howie Carr noted, um, the Massachusetts governor has not sent border crossers and illegal aliens to nearly any of the millionaire destinations in Massachusetts like Nantucket, Mothers Vineyard, Cambridge, and Newburyport. Well, why would you? DeSantis sent them there. Yeah. Sent them to the vineyard. yeah they were pissed (laughs) they were fucking pissed um so the the administration has released at least a list of 28 cities and towns where it is spending millions on hotels and motels for thousands of handout uh uh for thousands of handout demanding illegals arriving from the third world car writes oddly however almost all the ultra um Ultra elite suburban communities most loudly com- uh, 
committed to celebrating their diversity have thus far been unable to provide suitable free housing for the new non-working class. Oh, now now they're a class? No, yep. Uh-huh. Of course. Yep, you, you have to. Okay. Today, about 316,000 illegal uh, aliens reside in Massachusetts. And that's going to l- wrap that one up from uh the lovely Bay State. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, if you if you live in that state and you're not um thinking about moving, there's two reasons right there. There, there's yeah, because this is literally going to turn into uh, little New York, just like Colorado and Arizona are turning into little Colorado. So you know, um, I, I don't know. Just, I mean, think about it. You got HD forty four twenty that they want to that they want to put out there. They want to take all your guns away, and but then they want you to have illegal, all these illegal uh, immigrants illegal living in your, in your house. Yeah. yeah. That who knows who the fuck they are. Yeah, because half of them coming over the border are fucking. They're criminals. Yeah, really bad criminals. Yeah. You got like MS-13. Right. You know, Mexican mafia. But you can't fucking. use your guns. We're going to take those away. But yeah. Have these illegals in your in your fucking house. Yeah. The fuck. Yeah. So, you know, if, you, if you're living in the state, you seriously might want to start thinking about it because. Um, you know. Yeah. Why, why, why stay in a place where you can't defend yourself, but they're bringing in a bunch of criminals. Right. So the next one for me is ABC news. Wow. <clears throat> Michigan AG announces felony charges against fake electors in 2020 election plot. The Michigan attorney general has announced charges against the state's 16 fake electors. The, uh, the office announced in a press release on Tuesday afternoon for their alleged role in the scheme after the 2020 presidential election. Attorney General Dana Nessel charged each of the state's electors with felonies, including conspiracy to f- commit forgery, forgery, and other charges. Forgery. Charges. They, they really put commit forgery, forgery, and other charges. Forgery. Yeah, just forgery. <laughs> <laughs> the 16 uh, electors allegedly met uh, covertly in the basement of the Michigan Republican Party headquarters on December 14th, signed their names to multiple certificates stating they were duly elected electors. <laughs> what the fuck? Those false documents were then transmitted to the United States and National Archives in a coordinated effort to award the state's electoral votes to the candidate of their choosing in place of the candidates actually elected by the people of Michigan. The investigation remains ongoing, the release says. The false electors' uh, actions commit on undermine the public's faith in the integrity of our elections and, we believe, also plainly violated the laws by which we administer our elections in Michigan, Nestle said in a statement. My department has prosecuted numerous cases of election law violations throughout my tenure, and it would be maleficence of the greatest magnitude of my department failed to act here in the face of overwhelming evidence in an, of an organized effort to circumvent the lawfully cast ballots of millions of Michigan voters in a, in a presidential election. Uh, then it listed the 16 electors. I'm not going to go through that. They're all uh, old as fuck, though. Every serious challenge uh, challenge of the <laughs> election has been denied, dismissed, or otherwise reputed 
Well, see, that's the thing. With both sides, with the left and the right going back and forth, pointing the fingers back and forth, nobody nobody has any faith in the fucking election process now. So, and that, that's probably part of the plan. Nobody trusts the government. Right. I haven't for a while, but... Every serious challenge to the election has been denied, dismissed, or otherwise rejected by the time of the false electors convened. Nestle said in a statement, there were no legitimate legal avenue or plausible use of such a document or an alternative slate of electors. There was only the desperate effort of these defendants who we have charged with deliberately attempting to interfere and overturn our free and fair election process, along with it, the will of millions of Michigan voters. How many fucking times are you going to say that? That's going to do it for that article. Okay, my next article is from Fox News, Pennsylvania. 14-year-old escapes abduction attempt inside shopping mall, police say. The police are searching for two men after incident at Willow Grove Park Mall. You know, and I wanted to bring this uh, article up because we do have a very big... um human trafficking problem in the world right now and you know not according to biden okay (laughs) um anyways police in pennsylvania have launched a manhunt for two suspects who allegedly tried to abduct a 14 year old female from inside a shopping mall uh north of philadelphia the abington township police department said said the incident at the willow grove mall in willow grove began around 7 p.m wednesday when the victim uh, said she was descending the escalator from the second floor to the first floor and was met at the bottom by an adult male. The male identified himself as Alex and asked the juvenile to walk with him, extending his arm as if to escort her. Police said in the statement, the juvenile advised this male that she was underage and attempted to step away from him. However, police said as a juvenile stepped away, the male grabbed her arm, placed it in his arm, and restrained her as he led her across the mall. That's fucked. Okay, and no, nobody saw this. I was like, "Hey, no, let me let me step up as a man and fucking do something about this." Oh no, 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 can't do that. At, after some time, the juvenile was able to escape from the man's grasp, screamed, and fled from the male. Police added several bystanders and witnesses. Uh, witnessed this altercation and stepped in to prevent the male from approaching the juvenile. Um, okay. I guess they stepped in. Wow. Yeah. But after he already had a hold of her, well, after they videotaped everything for, uh, Snapchat. Yeah, exactly. They had a post. They had a post first. Yeah. An image released by police, which appears to have been taken by the victim as the alleged abduction was unfolding shows an unidentified black male holding another person's arm near his torso. Further investigation revealed this male appeared to be working in um, concert concert with a second male. The, these uh, these males left the mall immediately after the juvenile fled. The Abington Township Police Department said these males are seen entering a dark gray Dodge Chrysler minivan or crossover type vehicle, possibly a Dodge Journey. Uh, investigators described Alex, the man seen in the image holding the arm as having a medium complexion goatee between 25 and 40 years old with uh, short black braids, white t-shirt with a large dark C letter C on the back letter C color, uh, 
Oh, on the back, light-colored uh, pants with a dark stripe, dark-colored shoes with a red marking on the inside of the toe, the toe, each shoe, and light-colored laces. It's um, pretty descriptive. Yeah. Uh, actor, actor two is described as a black male, medium complexion, thick facial hair, dark blue t-shirt, blue jeans, uh, white and black sneakers. Police also said sunglasses and t-shirt collar, uh, lanyard around his neck and keys hanging from the right pocket about, um, about a half hour before the alleged abduction investigators believe the pair approached the 14 year old girl at a shopping center, but were possibly scared off. When a friend walked over, WPVI reports, we're still receiving tips, really good information. We're receiving information from FBI task force who are jumping on to help uh, help us out. Abington Township Police Chief Patrick Malo uh, told the station. So, you know, um, I know we got Pennsylvania listeners, so, you know, keep an eye on your kids. Yeah, exactly. And if I, if I don't know, okay, I, w- I wasn't there, obviously uh, I would, I was going to say, you know, they, they shouldn't have been able to get away if people stepped in. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're in a pretty public area. There's a, there's a lot of people moving around. They should have been able to subdue at least one of them. Yeah. But you can't, you can't stop somebody and hold them till the police get there because then technically you're holding them hostage. Citizens arrest. Oh, okay. <laughs> So my next one's from Fox News. Trump says he is DOJ January 6th grand jury investigation target. Former President Donald Trump says he received a letter from special counsel Jack Smith stating that he is the target of January 6th grand jury investigation on Tuesday. Trump said he initially received the letter on Sunday and he expects to face both an arrest and indictment, which is fucked up because, you know, President pedophile has you know is linked to all kinds of different shit having cocaine in the fucking where uh the white house the warehouse, the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> probably in his warehouse too and linked with with fucking um with his son hunter and you know he just fucking falls asleep at a fucking meeting a government source with direct knowledge of the uh situation told fox news that smith's office sent trump a target letter Deranged Jack Smith, prosecutor with Joe Biden's DOJ, sent a letter again. It was a Sunday night stating that I'm the target of the January 6th grand jury investigation and giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury, which almost always means an arrest and indictment. Trump wrote on Truth Social. So now Joe Biden's attorney general, Merrick Garland, who I turned down for the United States Supreme Court, in retrospect, based on the corrupt and unethical actions, a very wise decision, together with Joe Biden's Department of Justice, and uh, have effectively issued a third indictment and arrest of Joe Biden's number one political opponent, who is large... What? Opponent. Opponent. (laughs) Who is largely dominating him in the race for the presidency, Trump said. Nothing like this has happened in our country... Before, or even close, he said. (laughs) Pointing to the Trump-Russia investigation, which began in 2016, Trump said they illegally spied on my campaign, attacked me with a total fake dossier that was funded by Hillary Clinton's campaign and the DNC. Special counsel 
John Durham in May released the highly anticipated report after years of investigation, the origins of that investigation and found it never should have been open. Reflecting further, Trump said he would be impeached twice, but one meaning he acquitted both times by the Senate. They failed on the Mueller witch hunt. No, no collusion. They failed on Russia, Russia hoax, the 51 intelligence agents, fraud, the FBI, Twitter files, the DOJ, Facebook censorship, and every other scam imaginable. He said, pointing to the, his indictment out on, uh, out of Manhattan district attorney, Alvin Bragg's office this spring, but that's going to do it for that article. It's okay. Just, my next article is from it ABC, is fucked up. ABC news. Trump's unprecedented campaign pitch. Elect me to get revenge on the government. Yes. Donald Trump has told supporters not to see him as a candidate, but as your retribution in his comeback bid for the white house, the former president twice impeached and twice acquitted (laughs) and now twice indicted has, (laughs) has vowed that if reelected, he will wield his power to personally remake parts of the federal government to a degree that historian Mark up, Upgrove uh, said was unprecedented. Printed unprecedented. Trump has promised to hamstring perceived enemies, including in the Department of Justice, which currently is investigating him, and target Republican boogeymen like President Joe Biden or pedophile Joe Biden. Uh, he swore in June to appoint a special prosecutor to go after the Bidens which needs to happen. And that would totally obliterate uh, deep state referring to the, con- uh, the conspiracy, uh, conspiracy view of how the government operates. This is a final battle. Either they win or we win. He said in March among Trump's policy proposals, he uh, proposals is reviving in executive order from the final months of his presidency revoked by Biden that observers say would let him essentially turn uh, broad swaths of federal workers into at will employees whom he could fire and replace rather than terminating them only for, for cause such as bad performance or after satisfying certain employment protections shortly after being indicted in New York in April on felony charges of falsifying business records, which he denies related to uh, money to uh, an adult film actress during his 2016 campaign. Trump, um, Trump's congressional Republicans via social media defend the DOJ and FBI until they come to their senses. Oh, defund. Sorry, not defend. Defund. Okay, and th- this goes on um, about it about the the article and you know everything Trump's going to try to do. But uh, yeah, um, if he, if he doesn't get in, we're fucked. Yeah. To be honest. We yeah. Really, we really are. Yeah. And that there's a reason that they're throwing all this shit at him. Yeah. They're, they're, there's a reason he's been de- indicted twice. There's a reason, you know, they're, they're fucking now going after him because they see him as a threat. They know that everything they're going to try to attempt by 2030 is not going to happen. And he's going to wipe the slate clean. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully uh, rebuild it with the ideas, ideals of what the uh, founding fathers had for, you know, our government. 
Right, exactly. So my next one's from New York Post. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Biden's latest target on his war on appliances, air conditioners. So you can sweat your ass off in your apartment or your house. Is there a war on appliances or is it a war on you? I tell you to keep cool, but that's going to be hard when Team Biden takes away your air conditioner. Well, they want want you sweating your ass off in the summer. They don't want you using gas stoves because they want you to use electric. So when the grid goes down, you can't cook anything. Yep. Come on, people. Come on. Look at the bigger picture here. Exactly. And then the Biden administration certainly has an appetite for regulating household appliances in a way that seems calculated to make your life worse. Many readers will uh, remember the Biden team's recent abortive uh, effort to regulate gas stoves largely out of existence, like you just said. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm later forced to admit she has a gas stove in at her home herself. Proposed draconian gas stove regulations in the name of the cli- uh, in the name of climate change and a dubious scientific study connecting gas cooking and asthma. <laughs> she withdrew them in the face of mass ma- uh, in in the face of massive public resistance. People like their gas stoves. And a proposal that only electric should be allowed sat poorly with me, like sat poorly with people like me who had just experienced rolling electrical blackouts due to chilly weather. Uh, before that, the Energy Department had nixed Trump, uh, Trump era regular, regulatory reforms designed to allow quick dishwashers as well as similarly improve washers and dryers. Want your dishes are closed done in what used to be seen as a normal time? Forget it, peasants. <laughs> I don't know who wrote this. <laughs> now in the latest episode of Team Biden's War on Appliances, the Energy Department has turned its attention to air conditioners, specifically room air conditioners, so the ones that go in your windows, uh, of the sort of used disproportionately by poor people, minorities, and the elderly, elderly to keep cool in summer heat. New energy efficiency regulations promise to make these units more expensive for consumers and potentially less reliable and less effective at, you know, actually cooling things off. What these standards do is enforce a level of efficiency that does not make sense. The Competitive Enterprise Institute's Ben Lieberman told Fox News Digital last week as they comprise product uh, quality. We've already seen this to an extent with cost of uh, clothes washer standards as rep john uh, ronnie jackson republican out texas tweeted they're after our stoves our washing machines and now our air conditioners funny you never see them see them coming after private jets the only goal of the green agenda is making you suffer that's it and that is absolutely fucking true and you're gonna fucking like it yes I mean, if you don't know what we're talking about we also just released an episode on the World Economic Forum Wednesday, which you should go check out that episode too. Exactly. It'll explain what the fuck we're talking about. It does seem the common thread in all these environmental proposals is making the ordinary people's lives worse, especially senior citizens uh, citizens and minorities. More than 80% of heat-related deaths in America are among people over 60. And it goes on and on. There's a lot... A lot of little statistics and whatnot, but you know that's just the 
the government control that we've been talking about, that a lot of other people have been talking about, you know, and uh, it no longer requires a tinfoil hat because it's fucking coming true. But that'll do it for that article. Okay, my next article is from Newsmax. Democrat bid would remove husband, wife from federal law. Man, Democrats are great people. Oh, yeah. Representative Julie Brownlee, Democrat of California, seeks to strike gender terms such as husband and wife from federal laws and replace them with the term spouse. The Western Journal reported on Wednesday the legislation she introduced, the Amend the Code for Marriage Equality Act. Shut the fuck up was a direct response to what she described as the Supreme Court and states rolling back the rights of the LGBTQ+, all the letters in the alphabet, the numbers, the hieroglyphics. Man, I can't fucking say that anymore. (laughs) Anyways, community. Brownlee said said in the news release that hieroglyphics. Yeah. Brownlee said in the news release that uh, uh, now more than ever within, uh, extreme Supreme court and state legislators rolling back the rights on the LGBTQ plus all the letters in the alphabet numbers, um, community, it is imperative that Congress showcases its commitment to supporting equality. Wow. She added this common sense bill I don't see any common sense in it. Uh, We'll ensure that our federal code reflects the equality of all marriages by recognizing and acting upon the notion that the words in the laws have meaning and other values to the country are reflected in laws. The bill details each occurrence where wife or husband should be uh, substituted with spouse in federal law and replacing the term husband and wife with married couple. Um, the proposed legislation by Brownlee tar- targeted gen- uh, gendered language follows other such efforts by fellow Democrats. Much of it under, under the, um, much of it under striving for LGBT equality, according to the Western journal, perhaps um, the most blatant example of pedophile Biden's administration seemingly erasing the term mother in its 2022 uh, physical budget report with birthing person, which was roundly condemned from many sectors. Oh, commended. Sorry. Commended from many sectors. That wraps that one up. And you know what? This has nothing to do with if gay or lesbian people are getting married because they, they were perfectly fine being like, this is, this is my wife. This is my wife. Or if it was two dudes, this is my husband. This is my husband. This has to do with, um, uh, mentally ill people like Dick swing and Dylan Mulvaney or the other stupid fuck, um, that makes videos and has a Patreon just to talk to children. So basically they're, um, getting rid of, trying to get rid of husband and wife so you can protect the feelings of biological men that want to play dress up. Yep. And, you know, uh, act like a woman. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. And this is, there's more government control right there. It just, it doesn't make any sense. 
So my next one's from Fox News. Biden nibbles on frightened young girl during trip to Finland, weirding out Twitter users. And I would encourage you to go look at this because this motherfucker doesn't know this this little girl. And he walks up to her. I just watched it. He walks up to her and he's like nibbling at her. And then she like pulls away. She's like, who the fuck are you? Scared. She's scared. He, she, she pulls away and the mother is holding, holding the kid and she's just smiling because fucking, you know, the president of the United States is here. And then Biden goes in again how for, his, funny, little, for how, his little fucking sniff fest. How funny would it be if somebody from another country, I mean, the guy would probably get shot, but just knocked him the fuck out for touching his kid. Oh, that'd be fucking great. <laughs> that I would mean, be great. I mean, the Secret Service would probably shoot the dude or whatever, but... That that would that would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they would definitely detain him, but it's just. And then you know it goes a little bit past that with that video, and everybody's still like, "Oh, I want to see the president. I want to shake his hand." Da, 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 da. No, nobody and, it, right in front of them. He was just being a fucking weirdo yeah. to this little girl. Like, what the fuck? And how many people were there to actually see him? Like five people. Well, I don't know. I, <laughs> they probably they might prob- have been seven. They they probably <laughs> had to pay these people. Like, oh god, come on. Hundred bucks and keep smiling. <laughs> yeah. You don't smile, we're gonna fucking deduct ten dollars. <laughs> Fifty bucks now. <laughs> wow, damn. So it goes on to say, um, President Biden appeared to nibble at the shoulder of a startled little girl during his departure from Helinski on Thursday. A video of the incident, which took place at the president as the president greeted embassy staff members and their families before he boarded Air Force One at Helinski Vantan. International Airport shows Biden leaning into a young girl and placing his mouth on her shoulder as he nibbled lightly. The little girl who appeared frightened and during the experience later turned head when Biden, who will turn 81 in November, tried to give her a peck on the head. Footage from the incident quickly made the rounds of social media where several users blasted the president for his particular conduct, uh, peculiar uh, conduct. This has got to be the uh, Biden's creepiest moment yet with a child. No, because there's just fucking there's videos on videos that's that, his of cre- that happening. That, that's his creepiest moment with a child when his daughter came out and has a, a diary that his that he was taking inappropriate showers with her as a child. But that's that what happened in Finland is the creepiest thing yet. Yeah, exactly. That's the creepiest thing. That's where you're gonna draw the line. <laughs> It goes on to say, this has got, uh, I already said that, uh, Caleb Hall, a conservative operative, said to the footage, said of the footage, all Biden has to do is not do this, and he can't, he added in a separate tweet. Republican operative, operative, uh, Greg Price cho- uh, joked that Biden is now confusing babies with ice cream cones. <laughs> <laughs> Responding to the footage in a tweet, Donald Trump Jr. wrote, oh, God, Biden should be in a nursing home, not leading the free world. Biden is creepy AF, which means as fuck. Why would anyone? Yeah, well, some people might not know. Why would anyone put their mouth on on another person's child like this? This is peak, disgusting, pedo behavior. Political comedian Tim Young uh, noted in a tweet, Keep your kids away from Joe Biden. Gross. He, uh, Young added in a video about the incident. Biden pretended to bite the back of the little girl today in Finland. Another person wrote in a tweet. She was clearly scared and not, and not amused. 
The eyebrow raising behavior from the president came as he concluded a five day trip to Europe where he particip- uh, participated in a Lithuanian summit to shore up support for Ukraine amid its war amid its war with Russia and showcase Finland's NATO membership. And that's going to do it for that article. It's just fucking disgusting. And here we go again. Like I just said, fucking Trump is being indicted for, you know, telling people to go peacefully protest for January on January 6th. And, uh, you know, this this fucker fucking trying to nibble on uh, on little kids like this. It's fucking disgusting. Exactly. My next uh, article is from Breibart. DO, DOD memo says transgender soldiers on hormone therapy can skip deployments. Great. Great. Awesome. <laughs> transgender soldiers receiving hormone therapy may avoid deployment for as many as 300 days, according to a February 2023 Department of Defense memo outlining treatment at the Womack Army Medical Center. Uh, at Fort Liberty. The memo first obtained and published by the doser states that most service members will require up to 300 days to be stabilized on cross-sex hormone therapy and they will remain in a non-deployable status during that time. Wow, way to, way to make uh, our military even look even more weaker than it already has. Yeah. Um, however, uh, that timeline depends on when the service member is clinically stabilized. The memo also states what other treatments and surgeries transgender troops may receive at WAMC at taxpayers' expense. Oh, great. We're paying for this. The memo said after 12 months of hormone therapy, Transgender service members can request surgical care such as upper and bottom surgery. It's fucking. <laughs> we don't have it. We're going to get invi- uh, invaded by China pretty soon. It said transgender service members could also request surgery without first receiving hormone therapy. The memo said upper surgery can be performed at. WAMC and is uh, is a covered benefit, but the surgeries that could not be performed there to include bottom surgery uh, and voice feminization surgery were not covered. Um, the memo said that facial body contouring could be performed there, but was not uh, covered since it's considered cosmetic. Shucks. laser hair removal was also considered cosmetic but medically necessary in the case of bottom surgery um the memo said that it could take nine to 18 months to complete a gender transition and during uh that time a service member can request an uh exception to the policy so they can uh could use self-identified gender standards for uniform grooming, fitness testing, as well as self-identified gender, um, bellitating, uh, gender bellitating, um, bathroom and shower facility facilities. The memo states that the transgender service members seeking medical treatment must okay the timeline of their treatment with their unit commanders. However, a simple medical treatment plan attached to the memo said commanders 
may not deny medical necessary care, but the timeline for specific treatments may adjust to minimize readiness impact. And that's going to wrap up. Uh, oh, no, that doesn't wrap it up. <laughs> the memo provides updated guidance to WAMC staff on treating transgender troops after the Biden administration issued its policy in April 2021, allowing transgender individuals to serve in the military. The Biden administration policy reserved the Trump administration's policy. Oh, reversed his uh, policy, which allowed transgender troops to serve only in a biological sex and prohibited those diagnosed with gender dysphoria, a condition where the service member had psychological distress over remaining, uh, remaining in their biological sex for serving. Breibart News contacted the Defense Health Agency for comment, but did not receive a response for the deadline. The Army last month highlighted a transgender soldier named Major Rachel Jones, who described her coming out journey as, a, as taking off her very heavy rucksack. Shot the fuck up. Exactly. So now... Weak ass men that want to be in the military are going to transgender to females so that they can take an easier test. Yep, exactly. And don't get this wrong. I respect all our military men and women, you know, that are risking their lives and, you know, keeping us all safe to do what we do over here in this country. But, you know, people with severely severe mental health conditions should not be in the military. No, and like I said they before, be in a mental institution. Yeah, they should on medication in for a, life in a padded, padded, uh, padded room. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds good to me. Like I said in previous in a previous podcast, when you go to the army, what, whatever branch it is, or wh- whatever the armed forces, you go there and you you don't have an identity. Yeah, you really don't. You're a soldier. Yeah, that's it. That's what needs a fucking. I don't know. That that's how I uh, always looked at it. Like, because yeah. you watch some of those boot camp videos, and it's like you get you pretty much got to ask to go take a piss. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> so my next one is from the post millennial teacher instructs ten year old to t- make sure this email is deleted after private communications about students' gender identity in Olympia, Washington. And here we go again with another fucking. And here we go again. <laughs> oh fucking Jesus Christ. Here we go again with why you should be homeschooling your kids. I think I've heard that somewhere. Should be homeschooling your kids. And if you're too stupid to do that, you can send them to a private school. Exactly. A teacher in the Olympia School District was privately communicating with a 10-year-old student about her gender identity and even invited the girl to her house and suggested that uh, she set up a private email account and delete messages. Otherwise, when your mom looks, you will be outed instantly. Now, there's some fucking grooming for you. Oh, you know who that sounds like? That's that other fuck up I was talking about. Fucking, uh, I think it's Jeffrey Marsh. He tells him the same thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Piece it's, of it shit. Must be in the handbook when you when you sign up to be, uh, you know, uh, a fucking groomer. Uh, Alicia Perkins, who has put a spotlight on the politics of Washington School District, obtained thousands of emails and documents as part of a public disclosure request and turn them over to the undivided podcast. Yeah. And if, if anybody, if anybody 
wants to send something that I said about Jeffrey Marsh to him, go ahead. And I, and I welcome you to send your uh, fucking little stupid people to come see me, too. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. But they won't. No, God, no. According to the host, Brandy Cruz, the emails from the summer of uh, to the fall of 2022 is between Jennifer Knight, a teacher at Centennial Elementary School and one of her fifth grade students. In an email to uh, school staff on April 28th, Knight said the student, a biological girl, would now be using he, him, they, them pronouns. I thought he was supposed to put, pick one. It's he, they, I mean, he, him, or they, it's them. A, no, it's whatever they want. Oh, Jesus at, Christ. At any, any given mi- uh, minute or fucking. second or millisecond. Yeah, I was just going to say it changes every fucking <laughs> two seconds. Uh, crew, uh, crew night. The teacher wrote, referring to the class, has a student who has re- recently changed their name and pronouns in school. And this email is to inform you of that change because you work with this child in some capacity. The student has opened up to me uh, these past few months and has just requested this change. Please understand that this change is right and is not to be questioned. Please also know that they are not going by this change at home and will not be discussing this with his family. The district's policy allow, uh, policies allow for teachers and staff to conceal gender, I- gender identity and other related issues from a student's, pa- uh, student's parents, which is fucked up. Like, who the fuck are you? Similarly to the state's policy, which reads, in general, school staff should not share a student's transge- transgender or gender-diverse status, legal name, or sex assigned at birth with others who could include other students, school staff, and non-school staff. Like, you're a fucking teacher. You teach them. And that's it. Nothing about this gender identity shit should be happening between a teacher and a fucking student. That is just, it's fucking disgusting. Knight sent the student private emails, which included statements such as, you need to get a personal email set up with, set up so we still have a way to communicate. I would take you to my home anytime you need. Make sure this email is deleted too when you, when we are done because otherwise your mom will, uh, your mom looks, you will be outed instantly. I kept emailing you, but I was worried your mom interfered before you saw my messages. According to Cruz, while the emails were going back and forth with the child, Knight sent an email to the student's mother to discuss concerns about the child's mental health, but neglected to mention the, the, neglected to mention the minor's struggles with gender dysphoria. Uh, a May 9th email to the student's mother asked for an in-person informal conference because... I'm concerned about her mental health. Her self-esteem and how she feels about herself is low, and I think meeting in person would, and talking together would help Taylor feel supported. I don't have all the answers, but I was hoping we could chat and see if we can brainstorm in some way to support her. So if you don't have all the answers, why are you trying to, to guide a fucking 10-year-old girl? Pedophile. Yeah, that's what it is. It's grooming, it's pedophilia, it's disgusting, and she needs to be fired. That's going to do it for that article. Okay. You got another one that goes I do. From MSN. Again. Wow. Yeah. University of Vermont fires hockey coach after investigation into inappropriate text messages messages with students. Here we go again. Here we go again. (laughs) (laughs) The University of Vermont fired its men's hockey coach, head coach, Todd Woodcroft, on Tuesday after the university the university conducted an internal investigation of an inappropriate text messages with a UVM 
student on multiple occasions that failed to maintain professional boundaries, according to a statement released by Vermont Director of Athletics, Jeff Shulman. Shulman appointed head coach Steve Wilder as interim head coach. The University of Vermont Athletics Department has high expectations for the conduct of our coaches and involved with our department. Shulman said in a statement, after reviewing the findings of an investigation conducted by UVM's Office of Affirmative Action and Equal Opportunity that has completed this week, it is clear that Coach Woodcraft or Woodcroft failed to meet those expectations. The specific conduct it, uh, leading to the investigation involved inappropriate text messages with UVM student on multiple occasions that failed to maintain professional boundaries. Shulman's statement continued. Earlier today, I met with the men's hockey team to inform them of my decision to introduce Steve Wilder as interim head coach for the 23-24 to season. The team and I have tremendous confidence in Coach Wilder's ability to successfully lead our program. Woodcroft's attorney, Andrew Miltenberg, issued a statement Tuesday criticizing the school's decision. We have vehemently... Disagree with the process and the findings of a proceeding that lacked fundamental fairness due to process. Miltenberg said, we strongly believe the university's decision was contrary to the facts of the law. We intend to pursue justice from Mr. Woodcroft, who has been an outstanding coach and community advocate for over two decades. They always are. They're always the best. They're always the, the fucking... They're, they're, uh, it's disgusting. Woodcroft was hired by the university in April of 2020 and led the Catamounts to 20-59-9 to record over three seasons as head coach for more. And that, that's how they end the article. Cool. So we don't know what happened between the two, but it was not professional. It just goes to show that these fucks are, are grooming. They're, they're not being professional. They're not being teachers. They're not doing what they're hired to do. So... I'll do it for that article. My next one's from the Gateway Pump Pundit. Um, Democrat Representative Sheila Jackson Lee calls George Soros an American and a patriot. Nope. Nope. If you weren't born in this country, you're not an American. He was born in Budapest, which is in Hungary. Um, and he's not a patriot because he keeps funding all these prosecutors and all these fucking people in the... Um, in in political power to make make this country what it is right now that's why you have criminals fucking out on the streets but you got everyday average citizens standing up for themselves and being thrown in jail that's because of this guy so i don't see where he's a patriot and he's not an american and never will be um during a recent House committee hearing, Democrat Representative Sheila Jackson Lee of Texas came to the defense of billionaire George Soros. Of course you did. Probably paying you. Lee defended Soros after several Republicans during the hearing called George Soros for funding Democrat DEAs across the country. The Democrat Congresswoman from Texas responded to her colleagues by claiming they are jeopardizing Soros' life by making... Uh, accusations. She con continued by saying, Mr. Soros is an American and a patriot. 
He's a piece of shit. That's what he is. Yep. As Gateway Pundit previously reported several occasions, billionaire George Soros has funded dozens of Democrat DAs across the United States through his various nonprofit foundations. One of the DAs backed by Soros is Alvin Bragg. Wow. Wow. Uh, The DA overseeing Trump's Stormy Daniels hush money case. Earlier in the week, Rep. Lee uh, made headlines once again for admitting she was she only got into college due to affirmative action. <laughs> okay, so you just said you're not smart enough to actually go get into school. <laughs> Great, nice, <laughs> nice. That's gonna wrap that one up with that uh, that breaking news that she got into college off affirmative action. <laughs> So my next one's from Breibart. Tennessee soccer coach accused of filming himself drugging, raping boys is an illegal alien. Oh, shocker. Right? And that, that's who that's who uh, Biden and, uh, you know, the governor of Massachusetts and um, the mayor, Eric Adams of um, New York City and Kathy Hochul, the governor of fucking New York and uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of um, California, and Katie Hobbs, the governor of fucking Arizona. They, they, all, they all want these people in the country. Yeah, yeah. And in your house. Yeah. And in your house. Yeah. The man accused of filming himself raping unconscious boys whom he allegedly drugged as a, is an illegal alien living in the United States, the Franklin, Tennessee Police Department confirms. As Breibart News reported, 63-year-old soccer coach Camilo Camilo. Hurtado Campos was arrested and charged in Franklin County this week for allegedly drugging and sexually abusing multiple young boys from 9 to 17 years old. Campos allegedly filmed the assault on his cell phone. On Wednesday, police confirmed that Campos is is an illegal alien who lived in the area for about 20 years. Good job. Good job, guys. Fucking illegally, illegally alien living here for fucking 20 years. Campos was arrested after he left his phone at a at a local pizza parlor in Franklin County on June 22nd. Employees went through the phone to gather information about the owner. The employees said they found the videos and photos of child sexual abuse and thus called the police. And uh, we already did this article. I just thought it was pretty funny that, or not funny, but ironic that, you know, he's an illegal alien. Like you just said, you know, they want these people in this country to literally, we're going to turn this, not we, the government is going to turn this country into a third world country. It's already, it's already there. Yeah, pretty much. But that'll do it for that article. My next one's from Newsmax. GOP House subcommittee votes to cut FBI funding by $1 billion. $1 billion. The GOP House subcommittee on Friday voted to advance legislation that would cut FBI funding by $1 billion to hold the agency accountable for targeting everyday Americans when they should be targeting legal aliens. We just heard about it in the last article. Yep. The House Appropriations Subcommittee on Commerce, Justice, Science, and Related Agencies approved the bill, which includes a 9% cut in funding for FBI, meaning a budget drop from $11.3 billion to $10.3 billion in 2024. The legislation would reduce FBI salaries and expenses by $400 million and prevent the FBI from developing a new headquarters building in the national capital region. It would also reshape the FBI by prohibiting funds from being used to conduct politically sensitive investigation until the Department of Justice established a policy requiring nonpartisan career staff to oversee such probes. 
It would pay the salary of an employee who is found to have um, uh, retaliated against a whistleblower or suppressed an employee's First Amendment rights. It would conduct an interview unless that interview is recorded. Um, classify any communication as misinformation or censor lawful speech and um, pay the salary of any federal employee who fails to comply with a congressional subpoena. Democrats slammed the legislation. Oh, wow. I'm not, wow, really? Wow. The bill does defund law enforcement and takes funding away from programs that create good jobs, said a Democrat from Pennsylvania. Republicans have opted to defund law enforcement, science, and rural development, said a Democrat from Connecticut. But weren't all you morons calling to defund the police? Yep. Okay, yep. now now that now the Republicans are going to defund the FBI who doesn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a problem. Right. Exactly. All right. That's gonna wrap it up for that one. So my next one's from Breibart. And this is fucking this is disgusting. Florida last baby one. Uh yes. All right. Florida baby dies after teen puts um after teen mom puts fentanyl in in the bottle. And where did that come from? China, yeah. <laughs> China, that's a, well, Mexico. No, that, that's where I it starts. That's where it starts. China. They get it to Mexico, and then it comes in. A teenage mother in Florida is accused of putting fentanyl into her bo- uh, her baby's bottle, thinking it was cocaine, which resulted in the baby boy's death what the fuck it was already worse <laughs> that the fentanyl was going oh i thought this was my fucking f- cocaine i didn't think it was the fentanyl oh, jesus christ fuck the 17 year old mother mother that should be shot in the head whom law enforcement has not identified why not fucking identify her let, let us know was arrested on tuesday according to the nassau county sheriff's office Deputies responded to a residence for reports of a baby who had no pulse and was not breathing. The baby was transported to a hospital with a, where he was pronounced dead. According to the rest uh, report, the mother, a 17-year-old, initially lied to deputies uh, about the events that led up to her nine-month-old's death and claimed she didn't know what happened, the report stated. Nassau County Sheriff Bill Leeper said in a press conference on Wednesday that an autopsy revealed that the baby boy had enough fentanyl in his system to kill approximately 10 people. For context, just two milligrams of fentanyl uh, can be lethal depending on body size, tolerance, and past usage, according to the Drug Enforcement Administration. After the autopsy results, investigators reviewed the mother on Tuesday. Deputy said several inconsistencies in her statement were proven to be lies, and she, and she ended up confessing. <clears throat> Leeper said the mother had said she was tired and wanted to take a nap, so she gave the baby a bottle. However, what is not normal is what the mother put in the bottle to put him to sleep. Leeper said. Leeper says she found a pill bottle uh, found a pill bottle in the bathroom filled with what she thought was cocaine, but the substance was actually fentanyl. She laid him down in the crib to go to sleep, and he never woke up. Leeper said, "Who does that? What mother would do that?" That's not normal. That is sick. It's beyond my imagination why a mother would be do that to her child. He should have been crawling. He should have been laughing. Most importantly, kept safe. Unfortunately, this was not the case, he added. 
The teen mother is facing charges for aggravated manslaughter and possession of a controlled substance, according to the report. The teen mother also indicated to law enforcement that she may be pregnant again. No fucking surprise. It's fucking disgusting. And she needs to be put, she needs to be fucking shot in the head. Okay. That's it. <laughs> but that's going to do it for that article. All right. Um, if you don't have anything else to add, we'll wrap it up for today. That's it. Okay. You sure? Yes. Okay. If it's your first time listening to the show on your favorite podcast directory. Yes. Or um, you're uh, hearing it on YouTube or Rumble, you know, give us a, give us a, a subscribe or a follow. And uh, leave us a comment. Let us know if you like the show. Um, also, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and threads at checkers underscore and underscore MJ. We are at truth at the underscore realist underscore uncensored. And like I said, we're on YouTube and Rumble at the realist uncensored. That's one word. You can also send us an email at the realist uncensored at gmail.com. That could be for show ideas just to tell us how you think we're doing, whatever it is. Episodes will be dropping weekly on Wednesday and Friday. Be on the lookout for those and be on the lookout for um, the message Mondays. Uh, And little update, if you do watch on YouTube and we're missing two episodes, email MJ about that. He can explain why that happened. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. And uh, (laughs) also, if you're just hearing this and um, don't know, and you're a Massachusetts listener because you're new, head over to our website, therealistuncensored.podbean.com, and um, uh, check out our little section on, you know, Bill HD 4420, okay? And make sure you listen to that episode that we just released on Wednesday about it. Now I'll explain why, that, why we have all these links and everything on our website. But with that being said... I don't know. Try to enjoy your weekend and don't enjoy a Bud Light.